Hi, it's Ed Begley. You're listening to Growing Boulder, the greenest show around. It's Mark and Bill. Whoa. Oh, mercy, mercy. And thank you, Mr. Ed Begley. You know, Ed, we're going to have to call him because he is going to love this next segment. Because these days, as you know, folks, it's finally cool to be green, to be environmentally friendly, is in. To do the things that will reduce the negative impact we all have on the environment. You know, most of us do the simple things, don't we? We recycle, turn off the lights when we're not in the room, don't use much styrofoam. And all that's well and good. But did you ever stop to wonder how far can we go I mean, as individuals now, each one of us, how green can a guy be? That is the exact question that our next guest asked himself. And, folks, the only difference is he actually set out to find the answer. This guy decided that he was going to live for an entire year, causing as little negative environmental impact as is humanly possible. And he took the challenge seriously. He became an experiment, and he became obsessed to see how green he and his family could be. Guess what? He wrote a book about it, and you know what? It'll blow your mind. It's called No Impact Man, so let's welcome the No Impact Man, Mr. Colin Beaven. Hey, Colin. Hi, you guys. You know, you know. first of all, the book is flying off the shelves, killing so many trees, you've completely negated what you set out to do. <laughs> well, you know, I hope not. The, the book's made from 100% post-consumer recycled paper, so Hopefully it's not killing any trees, and hopefully what resources it does use does some good. That's my. We that's knew my you'd reason. have an answer, which is why we fed you that softball, and you, sir, knocked <laughs> it out of the park. <laughs> hey, you know, Colin, we, we uh, Mark mentioned in, in the introduction that you know it wasn't just you that went along with this experiment, but you dragged your poor wife and your family through trying to be as green as you could too. How'd that go over at home? Well, isn't that funny? Because at first, at first, I kind of came home and I said to my wife, let's be as environmental as possible. And she was like, okay. You know, she was okay with it. And um, the funny thing is, neither of us realized just how hard it is to be no impact. And the reason why I thought, I guess we were very naive when we started out. I thought maybe I could throw money at the problem and just buy green electricity, for example. But it turns out in the United States we can't buy green electricity. And and that was one of the big findings that I you know, that we had from the experiment is that if you want to be green in our country, you have to work so hard to kind of swim against the system as it were. So we need to both change as individuals, but we also need to come together collectively to get our systems to change too. So what did you do? Did you avoid the automatic doors at the supermarket? How far did you go? <laughs> well, n- no, we, we didn't avoid the, the automatic doors. We did avoid uh, elevators as much as possible, both in uh, my, you know, so if I could, if I went to another building, we lived on the ninth floor, so we didn't use elevators. We used stairs in our building. And then if I went to another building, I would try not to use the elevator. But um, one time a security guard said, I got there and I said, I'd like to use the stairs. And he said, uh, people who are phobic of elevators like you have to call ahead if you want to use the stairs. Wow. <laughs> so d- did, you really, did you really go without toilet paper, too, you and your family? You know, I, I, <laughs> you'll have to excuse me for not liking to talk about my personal hygiene <laughs> on the radio. But I will tell you this. Here's the big thing with that is that, you know, two-thirds of the world have – personal hygiene habits that are based on washing with water, right? And so the question becomes, and this this question of, you know, tissue paper and all the different types of paper products we use is not trivial because 
we're now mowing down the Amazon rainforest at the rate of six football fields a minute. And that's what we, we need the forest to breathe the carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. So the question is, how do we use our resources? What do we use them for? You know, I, I think, Colin, we're all willing to make some sacrifices. What challenges, what problems, what sacrifices did you encounter that maybe you didn't expect or were most difficult for your family? Well, the most difficult, <laughs> the most difficult was without electricity. I had to wash our laundry by hand. But you know, the the really interesting thing is everybody imagines that to live environmentally is about being deprived and we have to make sacrifices. But what my family and I found is, so for example, we had normally it was very natural for us to eat takeout food with all the plastic tubs and. We'd be exhausted at the end of the day. We'd plop ourselves down in front of the TV. But as this experiment proceeded, we couldn't eat takeout food anymore, so we ended up eating healthy, locally grown food. We didn't have a TV, so we ended up talking to each other more as a family and kind of inviting friends over. And what happened to us as the experiment proceeded is we replaced consumption with social connection. And so sometimes when people say, you know, how much did you deprive yourself for the environment. Sometimes I ask, how much are we already deprived by our way of life? You know, because we're working so hard for all this stuff, and yet we don't have time to spend with each other. You know, Colin, this may be stepping into that personal hygiene area you don't want to talk about, but, but, but for me, it's just flat-out necessity. What about a hot shower? Did you give that up? You know, where our water was concerned, well, first of all, <laughs> Actually, I have a. I had a blog. I still have a blog. It's at noimpactman.com, and um, but I had this blog, and I would ask my readers, you know, what should I do about this or that? And what they suggested we do is completely turn the hot water off. And I and I was like, okay, can you also send me the number of a good divorce lawyer? Because <laughs> I didn't think which I would do. So what we did, and we also live in the city, so we couldn't do a lot of the water management techniques that people can do when they own their own houses. We, we live in an apartment, but we attached. What we did was we attached low flow fixtures to all of our faucets, our shower, our you know our faucets and whatnot, and we just conserved. And we did the whole you know when it when when it's yellow, let it mellow, and all that kind of kind of stuff we all know about. So, so, Colin, I guess it's fair to say that a funny thing happened to you on your way to find the substitute for toilet paper. I mean, the media got a hold of what you were doing, and before you knew it, without ever intending to be you, were one of the spokesmen for environmentalism. Yeah, I, I, I came. All of a sudden, there was a lot of press asking me all sorts of questions. And, um, and always what I want to say is, is this, is that... Um, you know, whenever there's change, of course, it's hard. It's like when we, when we change, during No Impact Man, the hardest part was changing our habits. Once we've changed, we had changed our habits, actually, we lived well within, within the experiment. And it's going to be the same thing for our culture, right, that we have to change some habits. We have to change the way we generate our electricity. We have to stop burning coal. Um, but when we get to the other side, we're going to have cleaner air. We're going to have more green jobs. Um, and, and in other words, there's a, we have somewhere place better to go to. This is, you know, to be environmental is to be aspirational. And, uh, you know, my ambition for us is that we have a better life. So awesome, Colin. It's, uh, uh, do, you, do you feel like it's possible? Are you optimistic? Can people band together? Do we care enough to make a difference? You know, if you, if you walk down the street, you, you see, you know, the UPS guy is holding the door for an old lady or, you know, a kid is, 
laughing um, with his mom. Like people, I believe that people are good. There's a lot of kindness in the world, but we have to work together to focus that kindness on this big climate problem. And so whenever anybody asks me, you know, this question, like, are we going to be able to solve this problem? What I always say is, it's up to you. It's up to you whether we solve this problem, because it's a big problem. We can't leave it to business, and we can't leave it to government. We all have to get involved. Well, that's a great way to end it. Colin Bevan, you are a fascinating guy. What a great idea. Thanks for the visit. Thanks for the experiment, and thanks for making us think. feels good to think once in a while. The book is No Impact Man. For more, check out ColinBevan.com. He was and is the greenest man in America. This is the Growing Boulder Radio Show, proving to all you young punks out there that Grandpa's got game. Ain't no drag.